Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of the Samuel AP podcast. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, I haven't recorded. I think since the Everton game, uh, so that was quite a while ago. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, about better now. We're back, and I have a special guest here. Um, I've got Brandon. Um, Brandon is one of my guys from Twitter. Um, he's actually also a, a performance analyst for a semi professional club. Uh, Brandon, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Welcome, to, welcome to the pod. Um, and yeah, and so obviously I've invited Brandon on today because Brandon is a City fan and I'm a local fan. Um, and so yeah, I just thought <clears throat> it would be best to uh, preview this game. No, preview this game uh, with, with a City fan. Get another, um, get another opinion. Um, and so what we're going to do is, um, Brandon, do you, do you just want to give me like a run-up of how you felt City, how you felt about City um, before the game, maybe a few te- a, a few technical things that maybe you were worried about or just the state of your team um, and yeah. Yeah, um, all in all, it was actually a really, really impressive team performance. I feel like uh, some individuals let us down, which I'm not going to go into yet. But I feel like as a whole, I feel like we were really, really good. Before the game, I was worried about the defensive transition, specifically uh, our right-hand side. It's been quite poor this season. So I feel like we prevented you guys from getting any space uh, in the transition really well. I feel like our build-up was uh, really, really good too. I feel like Edison specifically was amazing. Uh, his ability to kind of draw in pressure from the forwards and find the plus one is just like otherworldly. I've never seen a keeper do it. And yeah, I feel like our build-up was, like I said, elite. The final third was where I thought we left a bit to be desired. I feel like the dynamics are still still not perfect, specifically Alvarez and Foden. That connection is not there. And I feel like Doku showed a lot of rawness as well. But yeah, all in all, apart from the final third issues, we were really, really good. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I think for as a... Little fan going going into this game, I was very very worried about, you know, Doku of course, and obviously he showed up. Uh, I was worried about Bernardo Silva, and obviously he showed up. Haaland, obviously he showed up. Um, obviously your goalkeeper, <clears throat> but I was kind of like um, hoping, and I was wishing that you know, um, the fact that John Stones isn't quite fit yet, I thought maybe Akanji might struggle. Um, with that uh, role that John, that John Stones plays. And so um, when the game came around, I was very, very, very surprised at the, at the way um, Akanji was very comfortable. I think, anyway, I think um, because of the fact that our eights were so um, drawn to to your back line, I think Diaz and your goalkeeper were very mm-hmm. in um, drawing the press. But I think, um, and so I don't think Akanji uh, was tested in the way he was at uh, to, uh, at Chelsea, for example, um, because I think um, the fact that our eights were so were so eager to press that you know Bernardo Silva and um, and Akanji were were free quite a lot of time. And, and so, what I want to um, say is is that so coming into the game, how were you feeling about Man City? Um, obviously, you mentioned your right hand side. Um, I'm assuming that you mean Kyle Walker or yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Um. Um. Yeah. Like, how, were you worried about maybe? Obviously, you said that you're worried about the defensive transitions. 
Um, but what you read about um, Stones, because when I was um, looking looking at the game beforehand, I that was like my first thing I thought out called Stones ain't playing. They might not be comfortable or they might not be as comfortable playing through the centre. That was one of my um, biggest takeaways. But, but yeah, but I want to know from your perspective, how how did you view City? Were you comfortable? Sorry, were you confident going into the game? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like usually before the Liverpool game, I'm usually very, very worried because obviously in the past you had Mane, Salah in his prime, Firmino, and our weaknesses were, you know, defending. But I feel like since Ake and Akanji have been, you know, bona fide stars, I feel like our defensively transitions, we've just been elite. And I feel like yesterday it, it was great again. I feel like I was very worried about, again, how we would look in attack and, I wasn't impressed at all. I feel like Alvarez, while he is a very, very interesting young player, I feel like he struggles when it comes to connecting play between the thirds. He's not a great receiver at the ball between the lines. His final pass is very, very poor. I feel like his strengths are mainly his off-the-ball work. And I feel like while that is very important, I would like to see Foden introduced centrally more with Walker attacking rather than trying to shoehorn Alvarez between the lines to improve the rest of fence. So, yeah, mainly just the final first stuff, I feel like we're leaving a lot to be desired and that's what's stopping us from kind of steamrolling the league right now. Okay, cool. Um, That's quite interesting. So, um, I don't know. So, just in the talking about Doku now, um, obviously, yeah. um, obviously, he's been electric, he's been sensational, he's been yeah. like brilliant for your um, since he's come in. But do you, do you think the fact that, because one thing that I noticed there was like, the fact that like, City, although you did at, at times, but I don't think, I think usually you guys are very, are much more effective at sustaining pressure. I think yes. with Doku, I think with Doku playing, um, it's almost like every chance is a transition or is like, you know, it doesn't, um, it doesn't mean that, like whenever Doku um, uh, attacks the ball, he, He's going to assist, to score, to cross, to create a chance, for example. Do you think that is an area maybe as to why C aren't looking as potent chance creation way because you're not getting the chance to maybe su- su- um, sustain pressure as well as you used to with obviously Jack Grish, for example? Yes, yes. I feel like one thing that Doku is not great at yet, I feel like... Doku is a player where when he gets the ball driving at fullback, you you don't want to see anyone else. Like he's perfect. The way he tilts his defenders, the explosiveness, of course, the close control. But I feel like once he does win that initial 1v1 battle, he's very hasty. He's very rushed when it comes to executing the final action. Whereas Grealish, yes, he may not beat his man with as much efficiency as Doku, but one thing about Grealish is he will always make the right final pass, whether that's a through ball to Haaland, whether that's just recycling back to Ake for us to sustain that pressure, like you said. So for like Doku, he's too focused on winning that battle. So when he does, it's usually a shot at goal or it's he will try that through pass a bit too often. So I feel like, yeah, he struggles a lot with the final pass and that's why we struggle to sustain that pressure, like you said. Okay, cool. And um, <clears throat> just want to move on. Um, obviously, we we we've spoken about City a bit, and obviously we we've spoken about um, um, John Stones and Akanji and and thing. But I just want to know, like, were you worried about that uh, that um c- centre back spot? Obviously, with Akanji playing the inverted 
centre back. Um, did you were you rolled at all? Because obviously one of the things that I thought was if we can get um suppose like obviously he's usually the person to pick up the second pillar. Yeah. I think I thought to myself, if we can make sure that a candy can't twist and turn, if we can make sure that he's all that he's always under pressure, then we've then we've got a real chance. Obviously, that didn't happen because we were too occupied by your uh, by Diaz and your um, goalkeeper. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, were you, like were you worried, or did you know that Akanji was in a way? Obviously, I'm not saying that he's not um, good, but were you worried like, like about that? Yeah, I feel like Chelsea. I thought with a candy in the pivot role, right? I feel like the Chelsea game kind of marred that idea a lot because I feel like Chelsea's mid block in general was just fantastic. I feel like even Stones would have struggled a lot in that role because obviously they went man to man with their eights and they were using their strikers to kind of shadow mark them in that 4 4 2. But I feel like in the 4 1 4 1, I feel like with McAllister being predisposed with all eights between them, he was kind of in a 2 1 situation a lot. Yeah, he, Akanji had a lot of space to kind of exploit, and I feel like when he's against teams like you guys who play that four-one-four-one, and we overload you guys with our keeper and with Rodri, I feel like he gets a lot more time on the ball. So I wasn't too worried before the game, but okay. I will say he still does leave a lot to be desired on the ball when it comes to maybe he he's a bit hesitant to make those runs ahead of the ball because he doesn't think he can execute when he receives it. I feel like Stones. <clears throat> Stones just has this, I don't want to use the Twitter phrase, but he has that aura about him where he will move into the final third and look as comfortable as like Bernardo or KDB. Well, I feel like Akanji, he won't make those forward runs and he'll be a bit too, uh, what's the word, mobile in his positioning. So I feel like, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't too uh, unhappy with Akanji. Yes, I thought he was good. Okay, that's, that, that's fair enough. Um, and so, yeah, let's move on to Liverpool now. Obviously, I've got a whole sort of things to say about my team, but just from a yeah. city perspective, what what did you think? Obviously, I'm not sure how many times you've watched the season, but obviously there's been quite a bit of had about local. Obviously, we've been somewhat touted as, you know, title challengers. We've been somewhat talked about as if maybe we could be on the comeback. Obviously, what have you made? What what, what did you make of the game? And obviously, like, how do you how do you feel about local in general, in general? I mean, again, how the mighty have fallen. I feel like Liverpool <laughs> yesterday was like the least concerned I ever felt watching a Liverpool game versus City since probably the last game we played you guys when we won, I think it was 3-1 or 4-1, I can't remember. But I feel like you guys, you, you, you said you were doing a midfield rebuild, but I don't really see the rebuild, if that makes sense. Like, um. McAllister is a great player, but I feel like using him as a lone pivot Oh, possession is kind of. I don't see the vision with Klopp. I, I really don't, and I feel like uh, your build-up was poor. You don't really bait anyone into pressing you. I feel like it's very rushed. You just look to you know find the eights very quickly. I feel like attacking-wise, your left side dynamics. I don't really see what's happening there. It's like sometimes Jota was receiving centrally, and then sometimes he'd stay out wide and Simicast. That connection just was completely off. I feel like Salah, when he does get the ball, he's very isolated. Obviously, you you have Trent, you know, coming inside, which I we'll get into that later. But I feel like Salah's very isolated out wide, and yeah, I feel like I I never really got the title hype, you know. I never really bought into. It. I feel like you guys are still quite a few levels behind us and Arsenal. That's fair. That's fair. That's quite a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously. What I'll do is I'll give my like rundown of what I thought about about um 
the game. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so just going into the game, I thought, yeah, if we can, I thought the game came at a okay slash good time. I, I think, um, you know, we've played teams like Brighton, Brentford. Yeah. Uh, we've played quite a few teams, and obviously we've been tested um, in the in the things that I thought we in the things that we should be improving that's obviously that that's build up um you know that's uh technical consistency um and yes stuff like that and so I thought that come to the game this was like the perfect game or well, not perfect but this was like this was it felt right you know what I mean like it felt yeah right. I see you mean, um, yeah. and I obviously I don't again I, I agree with you I do buy into the fact that we're not going to challenge for the title. Um, yes, we've brought quite a few midfielders, but obviously there's a few question marks, in my opinion, um, about the usability and the suitability on, in in regards to what roles they can play and where they best fit. You, obviously, you, you you could argue that we've kind of overstocked in certain positions on certain profiles, but that's the conversation for another time. But just going to the game, I was worried about, you know, our physical demands um i didn't i wasn't uh, sure i wasn't sure about if we would um be able to you know be physical be intense uh you know be ready to fight for every second ball so i wasn't sure about that and 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 i think the fact that the game was at 12:30 i think we could see in the game especially especially in the second half i think the game kind of went stale both yeah. teams were like Playing, but but not really playing. I think I think for the whole game, I think City had uh, the advantage. They were always dominant for most of the game. I think maybe we, 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 we had a few moments, but I think just the thing that was very very like um, shocking and a bit worrying for me is that the pressing structure was very very naive and seemed very very like um, I don't want to you know get onto clock here, but it seemed like we didn't consider. It was gung ho. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you've got someone like Bernardo Silva who he he was free a lot of the time in the first half because your eights were too concerned with pushing on to Diaz or or mm-hmm. baited by the goalkeeper, and <clears throat> and um, I think Klopp even said it in his press conference in his press conference that it was between Dom, um, Sabozlai and Salah he were meant to communicate about who was going to pick up, um. But I don't think I don't think that was okay. Sorry, I don't think that was the case. I think we were just too gun hole. Um, there were times where we where it was it was Nunes and then and then literally a flat front four in Salah, suppose like Jones and uh, Jota. It was a flat um, four behind him, just trying to block the central half space ish. But then Bernardo was like literally free right behind him and 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 I think um yeah I think definitely 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 we were too gung ho um and I think that was just something that I think Klopp should have fixed toward the towards the second half I think he tried to push Trent up and um, mark Bernardo and then go for and then and then leave us um one v one I think it was yeah. Matip was pushed out to 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 Doku um Van Dyke with Harlan and obviously Semikas with Foden and, and I think that kind of helped especially in the second half I think that what that that helped 
the game to, to go stale. I think once we stopped Bernardo from getting the ball too much, I think City kind of went stale. Um, and I think a lot of your chances were like generated from like transitions and you know winning winning second balls. And so that was like the out of possession side of the game. I think it was shocking. Um, Klopp did tweet things and he did manage to stifle Bernardo in the end. But I think mm-hmm. you know, too late. yeah, that was concerned. And I think as well, just in build up. <laughs> I think, I think obviously Trent said that he felt as if it was congested, and he felt as if he was being manmarked by Bernardo. But I rewatched the game literally today, and yeah. I'm not sure. Obviously, he was obviously there was always there was someone um, in the center um, marking him. But I do think that the threat of Doku maybe psychologically maybe got to Trent, and he thought, "Let me just stay out wide," and because we're not getting the ball much, we're not. Um, we're not getting the ball. Let me just start wide, and then because there were times where we we were literally playing with a with a flat um back four, and then just McAllister just trying to um, yeah. cross um lateral, and it wasn't it wasn't making sense. Um, our eights wasn't really um dropping in, and I think a lot of the fundamentals that we've seen against Brighton, against Brentford, it just left like we 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 just stopped playing the way we did. Um, um, and yeah, I think. In in the first half, we, I think we were able to utilize Matip's ball carrying, and we were able to generate that chance for Nunes. Um, and I think we had a few half chances, but apart from that, our build up didn't have much. Trent wasn't able to get on the ball in the center. Um, and yeah, I think that is about how I was on the game up. Um, but yeah, it wasn't I think six out of ten. I think the the saving grace for me is that it was shut after the international break, and I think our players can be pardoned for the fact that we weren't t- to the races. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's what well, I was well, On Trent, because um, obviously I, I don't watch you guys that much because, yeah. <clears throat> you know, obvious reasons you guys are horrible to watch. But on Trent, what have you made of this kind of inverted but not inverted mm-hmm. role that he's been playing since probably like end of last season? What have you really made of him? Um, so it's been, so what I'll say is that um, I think it, I think that's the best position for him to be in, first of all. Mm-hmm. I think I, I don't think we can go back to having him as a overlapping that that even phrase even annoys me because what does that even mean? But I think for sure he needs to be in the center. I think um I think the issue that can sometimes arise is that um because he's essentially playing as someone who just wants to wander around and just find an opening, sometimes we're not able to um, progress the ball through the centre because obviously him being in the centre is not systematic. It's just him being in... in it's just, in a sense, it's... Situational. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's not yeah. so... So you can't enjoy the fruits of having a double pivot that can pin, you know... Um, campaign whoever's um man marking them and so that's why sometimes it looks a bit weird because okay you're playing a double pivot but you know maybe Trent might be moving he might be um trying to move out the block and so it looks messy at times especially against C um and I think maybe we need to instruct Trent to maybe stay in the center more when 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 we're on the ball Mm -hmm. um I think as well, it is slightly in- impacted by the fact that McAllister struggles with receiving and turning. 
Um, I think he he like when I think just like Trent as well, he needs to be able to receive the ball facing forwards to be able to make that pass. And so, yeah, I think he hasn't. I think Trent hasn't got the full attributes to be a pivot player because he can't receive the ball under pressure and turn and pass. And so, we're all trying to like find a way to get the ball to him in the more favorable. Um, condition, but sometimes it's a bit weird, and so I think it just needs work. I think it, I'm not one of the guys who want him to go back to the old days, but I think it it, it definitely needs a bit more work, and obviously, um, yeah, definitely a bit more work. <clears throat> yeah, so I say that, and so just going back onto the game. Um, so obviously, um, I'm gonna read out some stats here, and yeah, so these stats are quite shocking from a Liverpool perspective and yeah I think from a City perspective I I, I think you have them so obviously the time scores was 1.75 City and then 0.53 for Liverpool possession 59.7% for City and then 40.3% for Liverpool field tilt was 71.2% for City and 28.8% for Liverpool Passing per defensive action was 9.4 for City and then 17.4 for Liverpool. That's shocking. Build up completion was 91% for City and then 82.8% for Liverpool. And then high turnovers was high turnovers was 10 and then three for Liverpool. Um and so yeah, I think the most and I think the two stats that annoy me the most is the high turnovers because Liverpool usually get at least five per game. Where at least turn the ball over five times in the option half five times per game. And I think just to have three and to see his 10 just shows how ineffective we were in both halves. Um, and obviously the passes per defensive action, 17 passes. We allowed City on average to pass 17 times before engaging in a defensive action. That is that is shocking. That is shocking. We're, like we're used to seeing it level out at like nine, ten, um, seven on on a good day. Um but seventeen passes um before we made a, a defense action just shows how how far away we was worth from you guys. Um and so yeah just lastly um obviously going forward for City what are your um thoughts uh, obviously you guys have drawn and lo- and drop points in in a few games. Um, what do you think about City going forward? Do you think it's another title? Do you think okay, we might need to tweak a few things? Maybe you're looking at January. Um, yeah, maybe you're looking at maybe Kevin De Bruyne coming back. What are your thoughts on City going forwards from this game? And what do you think C can take away f- from this game? Yeah, I mean, I think that right now all the teams in the league are kind of in a kind of feeling out process. I don't think anyone apart from maybe you could say Spurs have got their like system set out and you know ready for the next year. I feel like we still need to kind of fix those final third dynamics, maybe, you know, bench Alvarez for a bit, going into winter running. Hopefully KDB's back because I feel like we miss that kind of right half space threat with Alvarez obviously. And I'd like to see us in January maybe get another winger because I feel like Foden while he has been unimpressive at right winger, regardless, I feel like he's been kind of hard done by because, again, he's not a winger. 
he he struggles a lot when it comes to receiving and being his fullback. So uh, where would you play him? Like, where do you think? Like, obviously, this, this this debate has been it's been like like around for like a long time now. Yeah. Where is his best position? Is it as a false nine, left wing, right wing, eight? What? Where can he? Where can he be at his best? Yeah, this is something that I've been thinking about for for a while now. I feel like. You know, when he first broke onto the scene, we all envisioned him being, you know, a Pep Guardiola 8 by now. But I feel like he hasn't developed in that way yet. I feel like he's still very, 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 very uh, raw when it comes to that pause of and wow. the timing of the pass. I feel like when he does drop in as that plus one, his first thought was always to accelerate the play. And I feel like while that is useful in the final third, I feel like in the first and second phase, you don't want your plus one player you know, playing that first pass forward every single time. Mm. I feel like that kind of limits him from being a number eight for me. I feel like, he, again, he's not a winner because he can't beat his man reliably on the outside. He loves to come onto that left foot, understand, oh. understandably. This sounds great. Like, <laughs> I feel like for me, when you take all those things into account, he's a number 10 at heart. He's a player who, when he gets the ball, he's electric. He wants to take it to the centre-backs. He loves to kind of tilt the opposition defence. His ability to, again, accelerate play is second to none. His uh, close control and tie is second to none. His final pass is very, very underrated, I think. I think he's one of the best final action players in the league. So I feel like when you take all those things into account, he's a number 10. But I feel like with City, we don't really play a number 10. And the, the, the one role that is close to that is that Alvarez role, that KDB role. Yeah. He would play, I feel like Pep wants him to play there, but we don't have a winger. So he has to do okay. that all the world. Okay. So I feel like for me, all in all, to summarize, he's a number 10, not an eight, not a winger. He's a 10. He's a 10. All right. So, so essentially, if it wouldn't allow City, obviously, because City don't, doesn't quite use 10s in the traditional mm-hmm. sense, would yeah. you say essentially that KDB role should be his final position? Essentially, it should. It when should. you, when you do that, we can. That's the end game. That's totally okay. the end game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And um. Okay. Cool. So that's um. And so yeah. So yeah. So going forward, um. Obviously, you, you've got like you've got to sort out your attacking the dynamics, um. And obviously, you're gonna get um stones back soon, so that should be good, um. So you do you think C can really push through and get a a fourth title in a row? Um. Obviously, you've got um. And obviously, how do you even rate? Obviously, with with Arsenal, how do you rate their chances, uh, or how do you compare yourself to Arsenal? Obviously, I think they're like the true challengers and all of this. Um, yeah, so how do you rate C in regards to with Arsenal, for example? Yeah, I feel like they're the only team that I really look at as not equals. I feel like they still leave a lot to be desired in terms of their ability to access those central zones. But they're the team that I feel like are closest to us, especially. You know, the ability to kind of be resolute in those winter games, I feel like they're so, so tough to beat with that rest defence, you know, with Declan Rice, Saliba, Gabriel, etc. So I feel like they're defensively, they're, they're right there. But similar to us, the attacking play is just not there yet. I think, like I said, they struggle to access those central zones. I feel like that left eight role for them, it's become a bit of a cliche, but they do need to sign another midfielder. So I feel like they're still not there yet. I feel like we're still kind of that, the number one team. So I feel like once they get that left eight, you know, it's on, you know. So I feel like in January, we need to hope that KDB comes back, that Stones is fit, 
and that we maybe sign another winger and yeah yeah we just go machine for machine really okay fair enough um what 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 winger would you say would be your pick I mean ideally it's a left footer uh yeah. I love Matteo Sule you know our friend, you know, Ahmed Moel, he's been banging this drum for yeah, like three yeah, years yeah. now. He is, he is the truth. He is so, so good. You know, he's diminutive, but he's still extremely powerful. His final pass is, you know, it's young Angel Di Maria level. I feel like next to KDB, you know, overlapping and underlapping him, that can be one of the best, you know, forward pairings in the league. So I feel like Matai Sula is number one for me. Number two on that list would be uh, Elise. I thought like Elise, okay. yeah, he reminds me a lot of, you know, Riyad Mahrez. Again, yeah. that creative passing back. Well. Yep, yep, yep. I feel like it has to be a left footer because okay. I feel like that chance creation method of De Bruyne overlapping and underlapping, it works yeah. best when it's a left footer cut it in. So I feel like Matteo Sule and Elise, for me, are the number two targets for me. Okay, okay, cool. All right, cool. And and so let's just, and actually, let's just now talk about the Liverpool chances. Obviously, um, how obviously you've spoken about how obviously you're worried about the squad composition in regards mm-hmm. to the, the midfielders, but what how would you rate Liverpool just as a team? Just not even let's not even let's just re- remove the fact that that maybe I doubt it, but maybe they could be tight challenges. How do you feel about Liverpool as a team and what do you feel like their trajectory is? Obviously, Klopp has called this the 2.0. Um, obviously, Liverpool fans are quite optimistic. If I'm honest, I am optimistic about our long-term future. Pending if we can solve a few issues, I do think. Obviously, like you said, our left-hand side, um, <clears throat> our the the fact that we have quite a few um, left centre mids, um, yeah. And so, yeah. So, how would you rate Liverpool as a whole, as a team in the Premier League? How would you rate them? Yeah, I feel like you know, obviously, because you still have those difference makers in Salah in Trent, in Virgil and like you won't finish low than fourth or third. That's your kind of floor because you have, you know, three of the most potent players in the world who can win you a game no matter how the other uh, eight are performing. So I feel like your floor is kind of fourth. So I don't feel like, you know, dropping out of top four is a worry. I just feel like to break into that Arsenal City, you know, level, I feel like you need to sign a number six, you know, yeah. someone that can patrol the midfield for you. I feel like the striker position for you is also. I'm looking at that. I'm like, is Nunez the guy? Is Gakpo wow. the guy? Okay, okay. Like, I, I don't really. I'm not too, you know, high on either of those guys yet. So okay. I feel like no, even like, Nunez. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm okay. not high on him. I feel like in front of goal, he's he's so 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 poor. I feel like yeah. he's he's best when he's under pressure and he has to think fast, but when it's those chances where he has time in front of goal, he fluffs his lines a lot, and I feel like, you know, for a team that's competing for a title, I don't think he's a starting caliber number nine for you guys. So I feel like maybe a new number nine, a number six, and maybe a left-back, because obviously, you know, you're, you're trying to do that three-two build-up with, you know, the left-back coming inside to be a centre-back. So I feel like maybe like a Lukeva or a Nassio or someone yeah. that can play that role. So I feel like those three positions for you guys, once you get those sorted out, the rest of the squad kind of just figures itself out and you'll be, you know, in that Arsenal City level. Yeah, I think I would agree with everything apart from the fact that you said, obviously, that we need to maybe change our nine. I think I'm happy with, with our nine, with, with our nine, but I think as well, maybe we, we might need to change our left back and our left winger. I think Diago <laughs> Jota, 
I think yeah, that is a cause for concern. That is a con- that that is a big cause for concern. Um, but, but while uh, I've got you here, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. You know, go through your tweets. You are not the biggest, you know, Luis Diaz fan, and I really do like him. I feel like he's a great player. Like, why why do you not like him? Like, can you explain this to me? Okay, okay, so okay, so Luis Diaz, I I like. Okay, the reason why I don't rate him, and by me saying that I don't rate him, is mm-hmm. see, I rate him as a footballer, but obviously I don't think he's of Liverpool quality, is because I think as a winger, he's got a few glaring deficiencies. So, for example, I think, and I might and I might get clowned for this year, but I think obviously his physical composition just isn't that of a winger. I think he's too tall. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, he's able to change direction like your docus. Um, you know, like your Mane's, for example, um, and so that just from a just from a physical before he's even kicked the ball, that just is something that's called from turn. I think as well, he has he's not adept at going on the outside and the inside. He's quite one footed. He's quite um, he's quite um, biased to cutting in. He loves cutting. I think he. Um, um, and I think as well, he hasn't got that burst that you would associate with a Liverpool winger. Um, you know, like a Doki, um, like a um, um, Vinicius, um, Rodrigo, you know, those kind of wingers who who can, um, I think, and even like, even like a Mutoma, for example, um, maybe they haven't got the natural burst, but they're able to fashion um, s- separation by, you know, feints and and little tricks and, and whatnot. Diaz hasn't got that. I think yeah, he, he, he doesn't have the ability to Manipulate the ball, um, or even like, um, going outside, going outside, and the inside, um, and so, um, yeah, I think that's what that's the main reason why. So why I'm not too high in him, and I think even as a chance creator, he doesn't create chances. Um, he's he's pretty he's pretty one dimensional. He's either he cuts and shoots or cuts in and and maybe lays off. There hasn't. He, he, he hasn't got much variation to his game, and so that's why I don't rate him as a as a top of the top, you know, Liverpool star. Obviously, he's a good footballer; he, he's got his positives, but I think, yeah, that's why I don't rate him. <clears throat> in <laughs> thing, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. With you. I feel like he what he is really good at. Though. I love him in front of goal. I feel like he's such a very, very, very good finisher. He's one of those, I call him XG cheaters in front of goal, like that Son type of player. Yeah. Well, I feel like he looked so good when he first joined you guys because that was the role of your left winger. It was yeah. get in front of goal, get central, let Robbo occupy the width, but obviously you guys have evolved from that. So, yeah. I don't know where he goes from here. I don't know where he goes from here. Yeah, man. He, I, I don't know, man. I feel like he, he, like, he was much more willing. I feel like maybe when he first came, he was just... A lot more um, willing to to go at people. Now he's a bit more reserved and he knows his capabilities, and so he's a bit um, hesitant. Um, but yeah, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, so I think we can wrap up now. Um, okay. Thank you so much for for coming on, Brandon. Um, obviously, no problem. We were meant to even do uh, a a preview of the game but obviously yeah. that happened um but yeah thank you for coming on um it's a pleasure to have you on and definitely definitely have you back on again man i really enjoyed it this was great this was really good i love to kind of debrief you know on the games after kind of forcing me to kind of re 
you know, visit the games and uh, I really enjoyed it, man. This was great. Adam, thank you, man. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Um, hopefully, I'll be back soon. Um, but yeah, <laughs> adios.